Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on all social media platforms at Girlfriends Pray. And join us for prayer every Monday and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 267-807-9601. Access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Amen. Our scripture today is Psalm 119, verses 25 through 32. Psalm 119, verses 25 through 32. Word of God reads as such from the New King James Version. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I have declared my ways, and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, so I shall meditate on your wonderful works. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Amen. That was, again, Psalm 119, verses 25 through 32. The 119th Psalm is the longest of the Psalter. It is a worship song that uh, is singular in its exaltation of the word of God. It doesn't just say that, Lord, your word is excellent. It talks about the excellencies of God's word. In other words, just the extraordinary nature of God's word because it is first and foremost from the Lord himself. And when you look at this particular passage, it's striking because the the psalmist gets down to the nitty-gritty, which is that the way of the believer is not always one where the believer feels necessarily empowered, where the believer feels necessarily encouraged, where the believer necessarily feels happy in and of himself. The one thing that, that I will tell you, having been in ministry for as long as I have, is a lot of times people go through uh, difficulties of life and the enemy starts to beat them up because the enemy attacks their faith, says, how can you possibly 
be battling depression? How can you possibly be battling these things? You clearly aren't a Christian. You clearly aren't as strong as you thought you were. Well, here is the psalmist saying, Lord, I'm human. But, Lord, you are God, and your word is good, and your word is my source and my resource when I don't feel like I myself can make it under my own power. The most inefficient of all life positions for a human is self-sufficiency. We weren't built to try to do this on our own. We weren't built to try to tough it out. What we were built to do is to look to and lean on our God. And how do we do it first and foremost? We do it by finding out what God has to say to us, what God has to say about us, and what God has to say about himself. And those messages are found in his written word. And so the psalmist says, my soul clings to the dust. I, I, I feel like I'm near death. But look what your word is able to do. Your word is able to revive me. So, Lord, remind me of those things that you say in your word about lifting me. Remind me that your word says I can do all things through you who strengthen me. Remind me to say when I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, I needn't fear because you are with me. Remind me that your word says that you will never leave me nor forsake me. Remind me that your word says that I can submit to you and resist the devil and he must flee from me, from my life, from the things that you have control over. He says that he's declared his ways and the Lord answered him. And so he says, Lord, teach me your statutes and make me to understand the way of your precepts. Help me as I read the word to understand more about it and then therefore more about myself and then therefore obviously more about you so that I can meditate on your wonderful works. Why? Because if he did it for some of the great Bible characters, he will do it for you. That's why the Holy Spirit preserved those stories is so that you can look and read passages sometimes and say, Lord, that's exactly what I'm going through. That's exactly my dilemma. That's exactly my sin. And you will see that the Lord will respond to you graciously, mercifully, lovingly. He says his soul is melting from heaviness, but he can look to God to strengthen him according to his word. A Bible in the hands of the believer is like a can of spinach in the hands of Popeye. And he says, then you're going to have to, according to your word, though, purge some things out of me that aren't like you. And so even in the psalm, psaltery, you see where the psalmist says at one point, search me, look within me, and if there's anything that's not like you, take it from me, take it out of me. You think about David in Psalm 51, purge me with hyssop, cleanse me, and I will be whiter than snow. That's what God is willing to do for the sinner that comes to him 
correct, comes to him real and says, Lord, what I have done, what I have thought, what I have planned is, in fact, evil and wicked in your sight. And I confess it. I say the same thing about it that you do. And, Lord, I don't want that to be my testimony. Forgive me. And, again, his word promises that when we do that, he is faithful and he is just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so he says he's chosen the way of truth. God's judgments, he's laid before him, and he's going to keep his eye on God. He's going to keep his eye on the standard of holiness and righteousness, and he's going to walk in it. And therefore, all of the promises, all of the benefits are his. So I hope this morning that I've encouraged your heart today, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you hear this recording, I hope that I have encouraged your heart Read Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm. Um, spend several days. Spend, you can spend several weeks just studying slowly, carefully, point by point, all the things that the Holy Spirit has to say about the Word of God. And you will find encouragement. You will find excitement. You will find edification for your soul. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I thank you and I praise you for this day. Lord, thank you for the opportunity just to um, join hands with my sisters, with my brothers all over the country, even all over the world, Lord. We thank you for the technology that affords us this opportunity. Lord, your word is ringing out from every heart and to every heart, Lord. Your word is going out all across the airwaves, Lord, and it is declaring that you are God alone, that you are the living and true God, that you are God, Father, that is accessible to us, who's revealed himself to us, who loves us. And so, Father, Lord, on certain days, Lord, it is so difficult for even a seasoned believer, a seasoned worshiper, a seasoned follower of you to cling to those realities because of the circumstances of our lives, because of news which leaves us, Lord, devastated. Sometimes, Lord, because of a diagnosis that's come to us and has shaken us at our core. But, Father, even in those moments, and especially in those moments, Father, we thank you that you have preserved for us your written word. Lord, we thank you that we can open up the Bible. And, Lord, even if we don't know exactly what we're looking for, even if we don't know exactly how to get to that passage that's going to encourage us, Lord, thank you that your word is alive. Father, your word will encourage our hearts if we just open it up to whatever page we find ourselves on and just start to read about your goodness and your grace, your mercy in dealing with mankind. Thank you, Lord, that you've preserved the testimony of your acts among men, Lord, so that in times of weakness we can draw strength. So reveal yourself to us as we spend time with you. Reveal yourself to us as we look at what you've done 
in the lives of other humans who were faulty like us, flawed like us, who failed as we do. Thank you that your word tells us about your darling son, Jesus, who came into this world and became one of us and was like us in that he was tempted in all ways. But thank you that your word tells us that he did not sin against you and because he didn't, he was worthy to be that sacrifice that paid for every one of our failings, our flaws, all the ways that we're faulty, our shortcomings, our sin. Thank you for the resurrection and the power of it, Lord, that you make available to us. And, Father, it's with that reality that we come to you boldly. Father, as your word invites us to, we come before you, Lord, having joined hands, Lord, and we enter boldly and joyfully into your throne room, Father, seeking that grace and that mercy that will help us according to our needs. And so, Lord, I come to you today interceding as best I can, asking you to lead me in prayer according to your spirit. Lead me by your spirit according to your word. Father, there are so many sisters who work together in Girlfriends Pray Ministry to make this the success that it is, and Father, who are working to make it even greater, not that they would be glorified, but that you will be glorified. Father, bless their efforts. Bless Dr. Marshall. Bless, Lord, all of the women who uh, work together to accomplish administratively the things that must be accomplished to uh, keep things working decently and in order. Father, Many of them are sacrificing time away from um, their own lives and their own families and even their own uh, employment so that they can serve in this capacity. Father, I pray that you bless their efforts. Father, thank you that uh, this thing has grown from um, a nugget in someone's mind to the worldwide juggernaut that it is. And I just pray that you give them further and future success. Father, I lift up my brothers and my sisters that are on this call. I don't know all the things that may be going on in their lives, Lord, but I know that our nation, our world is still battling against uh, COVID-19 and the spread of the coronavirus. Lord, I pray that you continue to send healing, Father, from community to community, Father, that you cast this from our midst. Father, that you enable, Father, people to do what's necessary, to do the needful, to keep themselves and others safe. Father, I pray that uh, where we are being selfish or uh, disobedient, I pray that you would reveal that to us. Father, that we would... Uh, Obey, Father, where we can obey those rules, those laws that authorities have placed over us. I pray that we wouldn't push back, Lord, in wrong directions. Father, I pray that 
for those that have been impacted by COVID, for those who have lost loved ones. I pray that you strengthen them. I pray that you encourage their hearts. I pray that they find some peace in you, Lord. Families are being devastated by this. Communities have been devastated by this. And I just pray that you would have mercy. Father, there are many, many more sick among us. And, Father, because this has scared us in the ways that it has, shaken us in the ways that it has, sometimes we've forgotten or we failed to pray as vigorously as we should for all of the uh, sort of old school diseases and conditions. But, Lord, I lift up hypertension. I lift up those who are battling uh, with um, decreased mental faculties. I lift up those who are battling uh, diabetes, who are battling, Father, cancer. We know that all of those things have been conquered at one time or another by your great power. So we ask that you continue to extend that healing touch, Father. Healing begins in your heart and then is extended through the power of your hand. So, Father, touch those situations where people are praying to you in faith, trusting that you can, that you will, that you want to. So, Father, do it, we pray, in those situations where you have ordained that healing is to occur. Father, we lift up the bereaved families all over. Father, asking again that um, they would find comfort in you, that they would find someone who sits with them in the midnight hour, who uh, is in the car with them when they feel like they're by themselves, encouraging their hearts. Father, we lift up that widowed spouse who is trying to figure out how to do it on their own, that child or that offspring that is trying to figure how to do it without mama or daddy. Father, trying to do it without a sibling, that parent, Lord, that's trying to figure out how to do it, how to cope with the loss of a child. Lord, you know what it is to lose a child, an innocent, someone who seemed to leave before their time. Remind them of that, Lord, and strengthen and encourage them that they can come to you and talk to you about what's going on. Father, I pray for relationships. I pray that you would strengthen marriages, that uh, husband and wife would be loving, that they would work together, that they would be forgiving, that they would be gracious and merciful, but that they, Lord, would be partners. I pray that they would be faithful and that marriages would be strengthened and fortified against the attacks of the evil one. I pray that parent-child relationships would be properly oriented so that the child honors the parent, so that the parent can teach the child and lead the child and walk before the child and lead the child and not the other way around. I pray, Lord, that as parents, we would be an encouragement and the right kinds of example that our child can look to and emulate and see godliness in us and therefore see you in us.
Father, I pray for our work relationships. I pray that uh, that one, that those many who are looking for employment, Father, would be able to find it, give them grace, um, even in the order of their application so that they get noticed. And then, Lord, give them favor all through the hiring process so that they can provide for themselves, for their families, so that they can provide, yes, for your work, for your ministry. I pray for our relationships within the body. I pray that uh, we would be disciples who love you first and that who love each other passionately and consistently and without hypocrisy. So many of our local churches, Lord, are still trying to regain footing after the pandemic ravaged our membership, ravaged, Lord, uh, some people's willingness, and even ravaged some people's willpower to um, return to church. So, Father, Lord, you promised that the gates of the realm of death itself would not prevail against your church. And I'm just asking you to keep your word, Father, to continue to build ministries, to strengthen hearts, bless pastors, teachers everywhere, bless members, leaders everywhere. And, Father, for those things that are raised before you today that are so intricate and so involved that I could not have possibly known. Father, I know that you're well aware of those circumstances and situations. So, Lord, be God. Have your way in those situations. Bless those hearts, I pray. Lord, watch over us. Give us that which we need from you most. Give us your presence. Lead and guide us. Instruct, protect And yes, Lord, correct us according to your will. Father, not just today, but every day that you give us. I thank you and I praise you for these things and all things. We trust you in them. And we raise them before you in that mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.